Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. We are just heading into the silly season now, coming into the end of November, and we're preparing for our end of year Christmas party with Recward, our community for recruitment founders. We have 150 confirmed um, in London, and it's going to be off the hook. If you're uh, if you're not already involved, please do reach out. And I will send you some details. This podcast is brought to you by Luxo. Um, we've used a lot of ATSs over the years, and my team just love using Luxo. They call it a talent intelligence system because it does a lot of stuff that other other systems don't. You know, it, you can get your data there. You can do your sequencing. It has an AI tool for sourcing. And it's just really easy to use. So if you're kind of one of these people that avoid using your system, which you shouldn't be, but a lot of us are, then this is the one for you. Um, so this is with Andy Hallett and John Brooks. John Brooks is from Value Advantage. His thing is pricing and Andy's thing is negotiation. So we had a great chat. Lots of crack happened. This is one from, I think it's almost a year ago or it feels like it's a year ago. I've got loads of podcasts to get out that I recorded before, but business has been crazy and I've probably dropped the ball a little bit. So I hope you guys enjoy this. If you uh, want me to cover anything interesting at the moment, just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Also, if you are not in what are one of our private communities in Required, just let me know. It's free of charge. Um, and we have hundreds of recruitment founders like you talking about things that are important to them. All right. Over to Andy and John. Uh, today's guest uh, was John Brooks. Uh, he's the pricing guy. So uh, Andy and I had great fun learning all about pricing, um, how you can increase your rates, how you do that in your service offering. Um, I think we also touched upon how you, all that goes into retained solutions. So hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, do let us know. I think John is a partner of Required. So if you're interested in John's services, do hit us up on that as well. All right. Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. I'm joined today with my business partner, Andy Hallett, in the Lockdown Leadership Network, and John Brooks, the pricing guy. How are you today, lads? Very good, thanks. How are you doing, you two? I'm decent, thank you. Can't complain. Nice suntan there. Andy, did you uh, did you catch that uh, that WhatsApp message I just put in the group there? No, I haven't yet, so. I had this, uh, this lady reach out. <laughs> she, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm representing somebody who's just set up their own agency and I'm doing... I'm doing the initial screens to see which rec to rec he's going to choose to work with. And I was like, Oh, I have a, I have a community of recruiters. Like I'm happy to have a chat with them and get them in there. We can help them out. She's like, well, I would prefer a conversation first. Um, so I sent her, I sent her a mem of uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan doesn't do interviews. Oh. I like that. There's one thing though. Zlatan was good. 
Um, fell into it. Isn't that the answer to every career and every job? Come on, be creative now. <laughs> it's not just recruiters. Um, I was at Reed and I had a really good remit. So I was creating different services. Um, I set up the exec search service, which was interesting for mm. a mainstream recruiter like Reed. Yeah, they weren't known for exec search. So we had to do things differently and then set up other services. What we learned from that, we put into Perm. Mm. Some things we learned from that, we started tinkering with temps um and then we actually got in a pricing consultancy so like a management consultancy specializing in price so andy there's your niche again uh, they'd never worked with recruitment before i doubt they'd ever work with recruitment again but uh, <laughs> they, they can work with lawyers and stuff like no offense yeah, to why, why bother Law, and lawyers pay a lot more than we do um but i just i so i ran that kind of internally um that project and it's just the impact it made was huge and i was like okay this is creating packaging services but then putting the right price on them yeah i love it that's the other big difference between lawyers is they always get paid for the work they do speaking of lawyers shout out to our sponsor backdoor barry he's chasing down another bad boy for me out there in the marketplace today good stuff you're not every lawyer's uh like him but he's probably better than most uh my friend i was just off the phone with him there now he is some crack um andy how do people end up in weird careers and big agencies like you and john like i thought we just go on a linear path we go from billing manager to this to that and then someday somebody takes us off the tools how do you end up doing these weird projects because both of you have kind of i don't know I, cu I couldn't describe your what your career was I think I think typically what you find is someone who likes the company, who gets on, who, you know, has probably been half decent at it, but is just completely burnt out by the job. So you don't want to lose them. So you make up a job for them. <laughs> is that what happened to you, John? Yeah, it's it's a kind of early retirement, but kind of a generous, yeah, they don't want to get rid of they don't want to upset you. So they're like just just go off and try and make an exact search service. Yeah. yeah. You go do that. How how's it been? going from being well, Andy it's probably a question for you as well um you're in the warm embrace of two of the biggest recruitment companies one globally one in the UK and you've given them and you give them 20 years John I presume yours is something similar a 13 yeah Not yeah over half yeah yeah and uh well nobody's been in recruitment as long as Andy Hallis mm -hmm. and except for Greg Savage they went to school together don't you know and uh <laughs> So, you, so you, you're in that safety net and then you you go out on your own. What? Like, how, were you confident you could go out there and build your own business? And how'd you, how'd you go about it? I guess you didn't have a choice, really. Um, you know, it's that real sort of fight or flight. So you just got to get on with it. Um, I think from my, my feeling was that, I mean, the last two and a half years I did anyway, I'd been on the outside of the business. I've been doing innovation and investment so it's almost like finishing school it's probably like the job i needed the last job i needed at s3 to give me the tools to go and start my own business so 
obviously in this last year, I've started my consultancy Rex band, um, you know, which really pleased with how that's gone beyond my expectations. And obviously the business we start together with lockdown leadership. So I think it's just one of those things. You just sometimes just, you know, it's, it's the pressure of having to get on and do it that just motivates you to do it. So you just put yourself in a situation you'd be fine. What about you, John? How have you, have you found the big bad world? It's, it's liberating. It's, it's a huge change. Um, in a COVID year as well, hey? Yeah, I wouldn't have. Ideally, I wouldn't have wanted that. But yeah. hey, um, there have been some silver linings. Uh, not not too many, but a few. <laughs> um, hey, I, I know you two through the LLN now, so that wouldn't have been there, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, listen, if there's talent out there in the marketplace, Andy's got Andy. Andy has them lined up, ready to go. Uh, just because there's so many bluffers out there. So if somebody gets good at something, and he can work out that they're good. Okay, right. How can they help our members? And yeah. um, I think one of, the, one of the things going out on your own from yeah, one of the biggest agencies is you really, you know, when you, you sit in your office and you're like, yeah, in a big agency and you're like, oh, IT are holding me back or marketing are holding me back or lawyer, the legal team are holding me back. None of that anymore. It's all on me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm at a nice stage now where I do blame people. Like, yeah. you, you've got some VAs to blame so should, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah my wife my wife just runs stuff and then if I step out of line it's not uh, it's not a pretty sight is it Andy definitely not uh, so John you uh, you went out on your own you learned learned a bit from the, the management consultancy did a bit more like ran projects took best practice what problem are you fixing in the recruitment industry um that's a great question um i think recruiters to put it bluntly consultants are scared of saying their price in front of clients so if you think about uh yeah i think this happens a lot not every time but you're sat in front of a client and you say they ask you what the price is they they get to that more quickly than you'd like that's a problem and then they say, so come on, what's the price? And you're like, it's 20%. And it's like, well, guys, why, why is that why is that question mark coming? You can't ask if it's 20%. We've got to have confidence. We've got to know what our value is as a recruiter. And we've got to be confident that we can justify that value. Um, and then we can package it in a way that a client is going to say, yeah, I see that. I, I want to work with you. And I'm either willing to pay your price or I'm willing to have a grown-up conversation about um, yeah, cost versus investment and get it somewhere reasonable. Um, so many recruiters are just so far off that at the moment. Yeah, you go in, you say, oh, standard's 25%, but for you, I'll do it for 20%. So you've already lost mm-hmm. that. Um, and then their client says, oh, everyone else is doing it 15, for 15. And you're like, oh, sure, I'll do it for 15. What happened there? You've gone from 25 to 15 in what was that three four seconds mm. um that that costs the industry and that costs individuals costs owners costs consultants and that through bonus costs so much money every year that's why zlatan doesn't doesn't do auditions andy tell tell me you love a bit of a negotiation like you come alive in conflict it's a it's it's weird to watch right i'm like I'll just tell you, like, here it is, take it or leave it, best of luck, like it, don't like it, whatever. 
but Andy gets into it, like really into it. And I think probably the two of the better negotiators are him and Backdoor Barry. What do you think the secret is, Andy, to good negotiations when it comes to price? I mean, so I ran the Backdoor team at S3 for 10 years and, um, you know, we used to collect millions. You know, and and generally, all of those ended up in negotiation. You you go to you, you end up going to court. You lose the customer. You lose, and and generally, whoever you negotiate with wasn't the person who dealt with it. I wasn't the person who dealt with it. At our end, the MD or the CEO wasn't the person who dealt with it. At their end. So the thing about negotiation is that you, you've got to understand where the value lies, and you know, and, and actually, some of the value is in a future relationship. But typically. I just enjoy the the whole right. Okay, Wait, you know, somewhere in the middle, somewhere on the outside, you know, on the outside. What can we get out of this? What are we worth? Um, I think the one I enjoyed in the last week was um, I'd done a proposal for someone a few months ago. Spent a load of time finding out about the business. Did the proposal? They completely changed their strategy. Fine, I get that. Walked away from it. Six months later, they've come back and said, right, we're ready to go with you. You know, can you come and do us another proposal based on the business? I'm like. Sure, absolutely. Um, we'll set aside a day, it's a chargeable engagement. They're like, oh, what charging? I've not given you the work yet. I'm, well, I've done the work for you. I've shown the value. You're looking to build a contract business, like 10 other people I know, and there's one of me. So actually doing a day for you on pre-work, I'm not gonna, you know. So actually understanding the value is the first point to negotiation, what you can give. And I think sometimes that's what recruiters don't do. They, they, they don't see the power they've actually got. That if they can actually deliver a solution to someone, that's actually worth a load of money. And, and generally hiring managers, they don't pay for this service, right? That's not, whether it's eight grand or 10 grand or 12 grand, isn't their biggest, it's whether they're gonna get their project finished, whether they're gonna get their bonus at the end of the year, whether they're gonna you know, get their head count when they're, when they're supposed to. So, recruiters don't understand their power and John's absolutely right. They're too quick to sell on price. Mm. So if someone wants to do it at 20%, okay, well, I'm not going to do a first round screen. Okay. You know, the, you know, what, what are you taking away from the service? And that's really, really important as well. That, you know, it, it's recruiters. I feel don't always negotiate, they discount. And there's a big mm. difference between negotiation and discount. I, uh, I've been going through some of this with my uh, scale business recently um, and it comes down to understanding their value and, and being able to put that together and normally that comes back to the first meeting so like i we had a situation where it was like well, my candidate came third and i was like oh, did you find out like i thought you had that job exclusive no i was like oh did you ask no it's like right okay um so then I'm like, okay, we're, how can we flip this value proposition on its head? So I spent last week reaching out to all the influencers in HR tech and launched the podcast last night, got Bill Berman on, um, who is an absolute legend, uh, best podcast I've ever recorded. Just he's the man is on fire and keeping him on track was like, he's just like so firing different ideas and uh, unbelievable. Really getting him to turn up is quite an achievement. <laughs> he was half an hour late in fairness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, we did that. And then I had a, had a meeting with a, a CEO of a, of a tech startup afterwards. And they said, Oh, thanks for the outreach on the, I did this with John, the, the lead sales guy. Um, uh, thanks for the, the outreach, you know, are you going to charge me to put me on this podcast straight away? I have the power of giving him something for free 
and doing him a favor. So what I have the power of the value. I said, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to charge you down the road. I want a margin on your software when I'm selling it to the masses. But in the meantime, let's just build a relationship. Let's get to know each other on the podcast. And Hey, if you need any help down the road with building your company out, maybe we can help you on that too, but let's just take it from this point. So all of a sudden I'm reselling this product. I'm giving him something for free. Who's he going to use? Is he going to use me or somebody who's who's reverse engineered a candidate in? And that's then when we go to negotiations, what's your price? Well, it's this, but it's this because this is what we're going to give you as well. Yeah, there's there's something around balance of power and you've just changed that balance of power. Um, a, a good exercise you can do with consultants is getting them to understand, as Andy was saying, it's not a you're not completely subservient to the client we provide as recruiters we provide something of value mm-hmm. um i've always wanted um any you know ceo that you recognize any named ceo say richard branson or whoever um they've written a book right and one of the chapters is how people are so important to my success yeah i, I want to stick that over every recruitment office and just like the CEOs say, recruit. Uh, sorry, people are the most important factor in success in, in business. But and then as recruiters, we we just forget that and we freak out. And we're like, oh, you're worried. I'm. Yeah, it's eight thousand pounds versus ten thousand pounds on price. Like, hang on, I'm going to get you the person who's going to make you a success and your business a success. The power dynamic fascinates me. I think I've learned a lot from you, Andy, over the last year on that. Like before, I would have been like, sure sponsor my podcast now i'm like let's have a conversation let's see where where we're going with that what that looks like and i think when you flip that to to staffing firms they will evolve i think community stuff will change the way that they they approach the market and how we get our value proposition documents across is really important what's your next stage once they understand it like once you've kind of drilled in okay you are worth more than you think you are. How, how do you then turn that into them having leverage or them being able, like, where does it go from here? So the pricing model that I help recruiters move to, um, and I did this at Reed, and it's just, it's it's what every industry is moving to. Seeing B2C the whole time, B2B is slowly getting there, is the power of three, I call it. So good, better, best. You've got three services. So that's not having temp, perm, and some other kind of big volume. It's about having, if there's a perm role, there are three approaches I can take to fill that perm role. And that opens up just huge amounts of conversation around value and sets you up for more um, really understanding what the client values um, and even helping you in negotiation as well. So Andy kind of alluded to this power of saying, okay, well, if you want a discount, what am I taking away? Well, in effect, we're proactively saying there are three approaches. One of them is pretty streamlined. That's that's just our core service. We've then got a better service and then we've got our supercharged best service. So you've got three price points, but you've got differentiation mm-hmm. around value, around service in each of those. One, conf- one, is, one is I will flick you somebody if I come across them. Two is I'll work it exclusively and I'll fill it three years, you'll retain me. I'll work it 
and we might do some kind of joint branding or I'll show you my data or we'll do some type of analysis on the candidates. You've um, given away my whole business model. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what though, um, yeah. <laughs> At a basic level, yes, you need them to look different because yeah. you need, you have, we have different clients. Like you guys have all worked with enough clients to know that some people do just want a few CVs over. They just want the hassle got rid of, get me some CVs. <laughs> you know, those hiring managers are like, I know how to do this. Fine. <laughs> Let them think that. Yeah. And there are others who are more valuable clients to us most of the time who will say, actually, <laughs> you're the expert here. You come and help me. I will take what you're selling. I will take that support and value and advice and insight and everything else. So there are different audiences. Having one solution is therefore crazy. You're, tr you're trying to match one solution to three different types. Uh, I found this great thing yesterday. I can't remember the name of the company. Um, you can be bloody sure I will when I'm selling it. But uh, we do hear what it does, right? So it's a software where, say if you're selling a retained service, so you, the, the premium one that, that, that you're steering everybody towards secretly, um, you so it, you log in with the hiring manager because we're all remote now, and they can work out like okay, I want they have to you you set set all the stuff from a, te a technology standpoint. Here's the key criteria. You build it out with them, and then you're like, and then it goes into like think of a Myers Briggs. So you start breaking down like all the different stuff that's related to it, uh, leadership, uh, personality. Um, mathematical ability, uh, you you know uh, their verbal reasoning, all, all of that good stuff, right? And you and you're like, oh, is that seventy percent? Is it sixty percent? Okay, how important is that? So you've done that with them. So they've they've committed to all of that, and then you get your candidates to fill it out. Nice. So they and fill it out, and then it spits out the here's the person who's suitable for this, 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 and this. And then they have like, okay, no, no, you can present it to the client, but here's all the extra stuff that we can go in even further. And by the end of it, the client has made the decision on what the job was, who the person was, and then we've scored it against them. And then you're there with a bit of influence going, I've, I've found them. I've helped you with this. I think my opinion is this, the scores are saying this, here's all the data and you're away. I just think like where we're going in terms of recruitment is going to be really interesting. I think that just screams consultancy, right? As in right. You're, you're sitting down and consulting. It doesn't scream. It doesn't scream rec to rec, Dalton. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, God. How dare you interrupt John Brooks there? Sorry. I'm, I'm sure someone will build some amazing software just for RecDirect people. You'll be, you'll be yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm not going to, what's it called, Andy? It's called the scoop, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your billings? Where do they live? Contract or perm? <laughs> How many years? Yeah, yeah. How many, many jobs have you had in the last three years? Yeah. Okay. Tell me a pen. What's your guarantee? <laughs> Sorted. Um, I, I like it. Yeah, no, it's all about, yeah, your client getting that consultancy feel and again if you give them options if you say look there are three ways to approach something yeah then you're gonna have a conversation about what they value yeah. they're gonna show their hand yeah this is pre-negotiation but they're gonna say wow 
oh yeah, I really need help with diversity and inclusion or candidate assessment, or we've really struggled to just reach people. You know, other agencies haven't found people for us. So if you get that, if you have those conversations, that balance of power we talked about earlier starts coming in your favor. You know what they value. You say, I, I can give you that. And, and naturally, yeah, this is human nature. They know there's going to be a price to that. The less you get into that conversation, the more they can pretend that you're just going to flick over a CV and therefore they can say, fine, 12%. All right. uh, Andy, how do you get the price down? It depends on what you're what you're buying, I guess. Yeah. I, I think it's fully understanding again that 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 power of the negotiation. You know the power that you have. I think what's really helped me in this last year has been playing poker. Um, yeah. So um, when lockdown came, you know, I joined a few sort of evening poker. So um, my mathematical ability and my bluffing ability and my ability to think quickly around value yeah. improved. My wine intake improved as well. Being emotionally um, dead helped as well. Yeah, yeah, having zero EQ is a massive plus when it comes to playing poker online. Um, but but yeah, you've just got to understand, you know, ultimately, you know, what the transaction is. I mean, the, the thing I'm really keen to understand is how the pricing guy prices his service. I mean, that that's that's got to be the ultimate. How you've gone about that? I mean, I'm I'm expecting this is a work of art, John. Yeah, um, it's I'm getting more used to it. But when I set up, like. And, then, and still now I get that kind of that fission of excitement. Like it's, it's nervous. I, I find it difficult to price and I know every trick going, trick, every, every theory, every process, every guideline that I should follow. Uh, they heard trick. trick. Yeah, trick. Uh -oh. um, hey, you need, you need all the help you can get against clients. Um, <laughs> against Andy, you do. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of reassuring to me. It's not easy and that's that's good news for me right yeah. if i was like oh this gets easier and easier then uh, yeah i'd be out of a job in a few years actually it's always going to be hard you know it's a it's an ecosystem the clients are going to want different things consult yeah recruitment is going to evolve and is yes we've seen it evolve so much over the last year uh what clients value changes completely yeah again sped up over the last year but that's happening um so yeah, value changes, prices change. Um, obviously, as it is, most prices are just dropping steadily year yeah. on year. So Avoid that commoditization. Um, what, what's what's a tangible? Someone hires you, okay. Um, what's you know? Give me an example of you know someone who's ever you know used your services and just transitioned. Obviously, don't name names, but name you know, names. What, Come on. Well, what sort what sort of figures are you looking at? So, um, yeah, for a mid-sized recruiter, um, yeah, mid-sized recruiter, you'd be looking at a 10% improvement on revenue. Uh, perm's the easiest one to talk about. So let's look at your perm revenue. That could be going up 10% fairly easily. Now, and that means 20 to 22%, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, so if you're at 20% at the moment, getting to 22%, that's that's not going to be incredibly uncomfortable for your client, but that's a huge improvement on revenue for your business. Mm. And what's most exciting about that. So that's revenue. The, the profit is just ludicrous because you're doing the same amount of work with the same clients. All, all less. Cost -based. 
So that money is just pure profit. Mm. Now, you, if you're on a, um, if you're on a fairly low profit margin for your business, that additional profit, you could be doubling your profit. So um, I think what probably the owners who get most excited are the ones who are thinking about a sale in the short to yeah, near to midterm. You want to look profitable. You want to be profitable. You want to have a great business proposition to sell to someone. Um, and, and, and as someone buying a business, if you go in and see profit per customer going up, profit per sale going up, you just see that nice, nice trend line. That's fantastic for a buyer as well. Yeah. And well, yeah, and you spin that around the other way. At the moment, the, the status quo is most fees are just going down slightly every year. Yeah, at least on percentage terms. So you're at twenty percent, then you're at nineteen percent, then you're. At... So again, that's that's not appetizing to a, a potential buyer. They're thinking, well, where's that business going? And um, so yeah, that's that's a tangible both in terms of revenue and profit, and obviously in terms of what's your end goal. If it's to sell a business, that's pretty good. Obviously, if you're if you're in the business for the long term, then that's your profit. That's that's how you buy your yacht or your your helicopter or whatever your goal is that way. All right, gents, that's us. That's half an hour in. John, thanks so much. John, before you go, what's the special offer that you're going to put out there for the listeners of this podcast and the lockdown leadership? What What's the special offer and what's the safe word? What can they... What, what? <laughs> the safe word is value, surely. It's all I talk about. Value, value, value. Um, and the special offer is I will be a bit less hard on negotiation. When All I... right. Okay. Don't be afraid to tell your price now, John. But uh, okay, great stuff. If you want to uh, get in touch with John, how can they reach you? Oh, there's a platform called LinkedIn. Um, I'm on that. So anyone who's on LinkedIn, try me there. Um, my email address is too long to bother with. So uh, get me on LinkedIn, John Brooks, J-O-N. Uh, you'll find me. We'll, right, we'll put it in the groups later, the Facebook group, the, the LinkedIn, the um, WhatsApp groups later as well, John. Awesome. Yeah, just they should pick up the phone to you guys. You guys can give them my number. Simple, old school. <laughs>